0: This episode is sponsored by Lash Rescue, the OG eyelash growth serum, giving you longer, fuller, and thicker lashes and brows. Go and check out their new limited edition gift boxes. And if you make a purchase in the month of January, go in the draw to win $1,000. Give me stars. Welcome to Your Power with M. Rose. I am M. Rose, and this is a podcast to inspire and encourage you to step into your power, help you to create your relationships and relationships using modern personal development tools, mindset hacks, and manifestation techniques. Welcome to the first episode of 2022. This episode was supposed to be last week, so I'm sorry for the delay. But as you can hear in my voice, I unexpectedly, but not surprisingly, got the old spicy cough for the first week of 2022. So that's been lots of fun, but I'm very excited for the year ahead. I'm just basically pretended that the last week um, was still 2021. (laughs) wasn't the start to the 2022 that I had planned um but that's okay at least it you know happened at the start of the year where I can still kind of start fresh rather than you know me getting into the groove of things getting into 2022 and then being hit with it and having to like put the brakes on so that's a bonus i guess <laughs> but the last week has just been terrible i'm not going to lie it's been so bad i actually have whiplash from basically Christmas day onwards <laughs> and how my life went from that day onwards. Basically, I, so I went to Sydney, well, I went to Dapto, so where I'm from in New South Wales. Um, we drove up on Christmas Eve. I finished work in the studio on the 23rd and then my brother and I drove up on Christmas Eve And then, yeah, we just, like, had Christmas with the fam and did, you know, my dad's side in the morning. And then we drove up to Sydney for the afternoon with my mum's side. And um, then I was supposed to fly to Queensland on the 28th. So on Boxing Day I woke up, went straight to the PCR testing site near my auntie's house because this was when you still needed a PCR test to, um, go to Queensland. So I got up first thing boxing day, went to the testing site, waited four and a half hours, got my test. And then when I got home from that test, we got a call from my cousin who was at Christmas day with us, um, who (laughs) came down with uh, a fever and a cough and the chills. And then, yeah, he tested positive on a rat on Boxing Day. So we all just kind of were like, okay, (laughs) cool. So, I mean, even thinking now, like how we kind of – it was still all really new. Like it was when everyone was starting to get it, like when the outbreak was like starting to happen. I'm sorry if you can hear Douglas playing with his toy in the background. He just – he was sleeping this whole time, and now he's decided that it's time to shake the shit out of his toy, <laughs> so yeah, like I was saying it's it was it's funny how different it already is, like on Boxing Day, we all just like isolated straight away. we were like, "Oh my God, what do we do?" and then so I was supposed to fly to Queensland, and I called I was supposed to see my best friend, and we were going to do the wit Sundays for. New Year's Eve, as you guys know, like I'd just been through the breakup. So that was kind of my like way to get out and just like do something for myself and go and see her. And then, so I had to cancel. I basically just called her um, and obviously didn't want to put her or her kids at risk. So I was like, you know, the best thing to do is just not go. So I isolated when we got back when we found out that my cousin was actually positive. um, So isolated from basically Boxing Day onwards. And then um, as I was kind of coming out of that isolation, New Year's Eve was the end of that isolation. And then um, a person decided to show up on New Year's Eve, which is a whole other story. Um, and then he stayed on New Year's Eve, woke up New Year's day and he had been told that his brother was positive on New Year's day. So then he obviously became close contact. We went and got tested again on Monday. Um, this is again when we still needed PCRs. So we sat in line on New Year's day for, I think it was three and a half hours to get a PCR, and then he got sick um, and he was staying at my house because his housemate had COVID. So gave him a place to stay and then isolated with him. And then I managed to avoid it. I was fine day six. So that brings us to like the, the 6th of January. So I started coming down with symptoms on the 6th <coughs> and then – um. So that was the like day before I was uh, like we were allowed to leave isolation, and I tested positive on the seventh, I think, or the sixth or seventh or something. I don't know. I've just lost track of all the days. So yeah, and I was really really sick. So I basically have been in isolation since the twenty sixth. I get out, I think, in two days. Maybe I think the day that this comes out, Thursday, is my last day. So. Yeah, it's been a long two weeks, a fucking long two weeks, um, more than two weeks, hasn't it? It's been a long time. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, I feel better now. So, yes, that has been my last two weeks. That's really all I can report based on um, being in isolation all that time. But I've kind of gotten back into work the last two days and – going full steam ahead with all of my plans so hopefully this is the last setback and 2022 is the year that I had planned for (laughs) but that brings me to the topic of this episode which is 22 lessons that I am going to bring into 2022 that I learnt last year and I think all of these lessons are essential in making 2022 the best year yet. So I'm going to share with you a few things that I have learnt, 22 things to be exact. I'm going to share with you some things that um, some of the beautiful listeners shared with me that they learned in 2021. And yeah, we're just going to bring all of these things into 2022, bring high vibes in starting this week. (laughs) This is my new year and just have 2022 non-negotiable as the best year ever. My kind of biggest new year's resolution for 2022 is to show up for myself every single day. So I want to go to bed every single night and ask myself, did I show up to my full potential today? And it must be yes every day. So for me, that's things like putting an effort into my appearance every morning, like being confident to go out or get on camera and be fine with how I look, be confident in how I look. Um, That's a big one. And also another massive one is, no matter how big or small, not putting things off until, you know, tomorrow or later, like big or small, you know, like from things from, you know, starting the creation of something that I'm working on. I'm not going to put that off until tomorrow. I have had the thought and I'm going to start it right now, as big as that, or even down to like, I've just finished dinner. There's only a couple of plates. I'll just wash it with tomorrow's washing up. But, like, no, I'm going to do it now. (laughs) Just things like that. Or, like, you know, if I see Douglas has torn apart a toy on the floor and there's fluff everywhere, I'm very known to just, like, step over it knowing that he's going to continue to make a mess. (laughs) But my New Year's resolution to show up for myself and just show up for myself and my environment and everything and my life is to pick up those pieces of fluff when I walk past, knowing that he's going to keep destroying his toy later on. (laughs) So that's basically my biggest new year's resolution. Obviously I've got lots of goals. Um, but yeah, this year is all about me. It's all about me and I am showing up for me. I am living authentically and, I want to go to bed every single night knowing that I gave myself, my business, my life the best chance that day. So yeah, it was a resolution that was a little bit hard to do last week, (laughs) hence why we are starting from this week, my new year. (laughs) Okay, so getting into the 22 lessons. Also, it really annoys me that this is episode 23 because the title would have been 22 Two, two, otherwise. Anyway, lesson number one, which is something I learned. Actually, um, if you guys remember Tyler from Lockslash, she taught me this like early last year and it has changed my life. <laughs> and that is the best way to wash your hair. Now, I was always a kind of shampoo all over, um, conditioner all over, Bob's your uncle, you're done. But Tyler taught me that, um, and apparently it was all over TikTok, but I never saw her. I was probably on the wrong side of TikTok, that the best way to wash your hair is actually to shampoo the scalp only, not put it through the ends because it can actually dry out the ends of your hair. So just shampoo the scalp and shampoo it twice and then just condition the ends. So put the conditioner directly on the ends and then kind of massage. I'm like... (laughs) Demonstrating with my hands right now, as if you can see me. <laughs> but like kind of like massage it through the ends and then kind of bring your hair up and like massage into the rest of your hair. Um, and that will make your hair last longer before it gets greasy, and it will keep your ends nice and healthy and fresh because the shampoo isn't drying out the ends. So that's a really good lesson I learned last year. <laughs> lesson number two. Feeling resistance to something means that you are stepping out of your comfort zone. I talked about this briefly in the last episode, but basically if you're confronting something and you're feeling resistance and like you don't want to do it and you're coming up with excuses, that's your ego and your ego is saying, no, no, like we're not used to this. This is something we're not used to. This is out of our comfort zone. And it's going to try and stop you from doing it. That's why you come up with all the excuses. That's why you come up with all the reasons not to do it. This is the perfect time for the council to bring a large piece of machinery outside my window. Um, Apologies if you can hear that. Although every time I say, I'm sorry, if you can hear something, you can never hear it when I play it back. So hopefully you can't hear it. (laughs) But yes, if you find yourself feeling resistance to something, not wanting to do something, it's, it's your ego trying to protect you. It's either protecting you because of something you've been through in the past and it knows that it didn't end well last time so it's trying to stop you from doing it or it's just kind of the unknown and it's the unfamiliar. So it's going to try and stop you from stepping out of your comfort zone. So whenever you feel resistance to something, that's when you need to push through and do it. A little activity I've been doing um, this year, which is another one of my kind of challenges for the new year, and I did do this all throughout having COVID as well, um, is having a cold shower because not only is it super beneficial like physically for your body, but also it really helps with being able to push through your resistance. And it's a really good kind of mindset activity because you don't want to have a cold shower. Cold showers fucking suck. Like they're, they're uncomfortable. It's not nice. It's their shit. So when you, when the water goes cold, your body's going to be like, Oh no, get out, put it on hot. Like we don't like this. So if you have a cold shower and you push through that, you are kind of, It's like exercising your mindset to be able to push through things that you're, that you don't want to do. So really good tip, get into having cold showers. Number three, this is one that I constantly remind myself and it has helped me so much. And that is that we judge others in areas that we feel the weakest. So basically what that means is if you find yourself kind of having something to say about someone or judging someone it's really important to actually acknowledge that the reason that you're judging someone for that is because you actually internally feel like you lack in that area or feel that you might be jealous of of them in that area or something like that so it's really helpful to know when you are judging someone and also when you have someone criticize you because it really helps knowing that you know they're only criticizing you they only have something to say because of what's going on internally with them. It's got nothing to do with you. So if you're someone that, you know, has someone that criticizes you or judges you, it's good to know that it's actually not you. Like it's actually what's going on internally with them. So next time you find someone, find yourself judging someone for something, really kind of have a look at what you're judging them for. Um, you know, for example, if I, you know, previously would see someone post on Instagram or, you know, on TikTok or something. And, you know, they're they're posting about their relationship and they're putting up this lovey dovey post. I would be so judgmental. But when I understood why I was judgmental, I knew it was because I was, you know, I didn't have that that love. I didn't have that relationship. Right. So I was judging them and I had an opinion of them because I was actually quite jealous. So it's really, it's a really good activity. When you find that you're judging something in someone, have a look at what you might be lacking and why you might be judging them and really use that to become aware of what's going on within you. Lesson number four, you will never lose by being authentic. And in fact, if you aren't being true to you, You are only attracting things that aren't actually aligned to you. And I mean, that's essentially losing. (laughs) So you'll never lose by being authentic. What I mean by that is when you are showing up authentically, I've said it many, many times before, when you're showing up authentically to your life, when you show up exactly how you want to be, doing exactly what you want to do, focusing on exactly what you want to focus on. You are only going to attract the things that are aligned to you, the things that are meant to you. You know, it, it might be scary showing up authentically, worrying about what, what or who you might lose or, you know, people might not like it. But in reality, as long as you're showing up authentically, the things that fall away weren't meant for you anyway. If you aren't showing up authentically, if you're showing up pretending to be someone else you're going to attract opportunities. You're going to attract people. You're going to attract things that actually aren't aligned to who you are authentically. And you're going to end up living a life that isn't actually what you want because it's not aligned to who you are deep down. And that's when you lose because then you're stuck in a life. You're stuck in opportunities. You're stuck with values that aren't actually yours and you're not going to be happy. So as long as you're showing up authentically, everything else is going to fall into place and you will never, ever lose. Lesson number five, I think we're up to. Yeah, five. Lesson number five, you are only born with two fears, fear of falling and a fear of loud noises. Any other fear that you have is actually learned. How crazy is that? I think I learned this off the mindset mentor. So it just shows how much your external environment and your surroundings and the things that you learn throughout your life really affect you because you're only born with two fears and that is the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. If you find that you fear something else, if you fear failure or if you fear judgment or you fear spiders, I don't know, any other fear you can actually trace that back. to You might not be able to consciously trace it back to you, but you can actually trace that back to something you have experienced and something you have learned, which is really handy because this is the ego coming up again. You know, if you're facing something and there's a fear inside you that comes up, you can actually have a look at that fear and understand where it came from and rewire your brain to understand that, okay, just because you went through this previously, doesn't mean that it's going to happen again. So let's say, for example, right now the first thing that comes into my head is I fear getting into a relationship. Like I am terrified of getting into another relationship and I know that is because of the trauma that I have been through in the last four years. I know for a fact that it's because I'm terrified of being vulnerable to someone again because of how much it has hurt me right so it's uh, that's obviously a learnt fear and now I can understand that because I learnt that fear from a certain experience and I learnt that fear from um, you know something that actually happened to me it doesn't mean that it's guaranteed to happen again it means that I can actually work on healing that trauma. I can actually work on healing that experience so that I can remove that fear and move forward. I don't want to, I'm not going to be single for the rest of my life. I'm going to eventually be with someone else. So I am able to actually identify where that fear comes from and work on that and heal that. So whenever you find yourself fearing something facing something and a fear comes up or a worry that something's going to go wrong or something like that f- sit with that fear figure out where that fear comes from and then heal it lesson number 6 taking yourself out on dates is fucking fun it is the best time ever i love it and i mean i haven't really done it a lot um you know we were in lockdown and then when we were out of lockdown it was like all about being with people. And I just, you know, I used to do it all the time, but when I came back, um, I don't know when it was, but when I, you know, was going through the breakup and I was like, oh my God, I'd really love to go out for lunch right now and have a cocktail. And, you know, if only I had someone to go with. And I was like, hang on a fucking second. I don't need anyone to go with. I'm going to take myself out. So I took myself out for lunch and I had a cocktail and I worked on my business plan and that was that was so much fun. It's like we are conditioned, our society conditions us to think that going out by yourself, going to lunch by yourself, going to the movies by yourself, going to anything by yourself is like loserish and embarrassing and that you have no friends. But you like – the relationship oh i'm going to i'm going <laughs> to spoiler alert on another lesson <laughs> but the relationship that you build with yourself is more important than the relationship that you build with anyone else and you deserve to you know the time that you spend with yourself doesn't have to be locked away in your house you don't have to feel lonely you don't have to feel like you you should be with someone like taking yourself out on a date is so fun. So if you haven't taken yourself out on a date before, I promise you should do it. And I really want you to like put up a story and, and show me when you're doing it, because I definitely encourage it. Perfect segue into the lesson that I already spoiled for you. But lesson number seven is the most important relationship you can ever build with anyone is the relationship that you build with yourself. The relationship with yourself is like a stable ground. It is, you can never, ever, you will never, ever feel lonely. You will never feel like you're missing anything if you see yourself as the whole that you need. Whole as in (laughs) W-H-O-L-E. I read something recently and it was to stop saying that your partner is your other half. Because that implies that without that partner, if that partner was to leave or you didn't have them or you don't have a partner, it's implying that without having a companion, you are not whole. And I think that is the saddest concept ever. I'm getting emotional because this is like a huge lesson for me. The reason my ex-partner and I broke up initially two years ago was because I gave up so much of myself to be with him and I became so dependent on him and so obviously, you know, it's your life, your lives live together. Like you live your lives in sync with each other, right? But there's such a big difference between living your own lives And doing that together and living a life together. And what I did was lose myself and lose the person that I was to be with him. And it was no one's fault, but I just hadn't learned the lesson that I still needed to maintain that relationship with myself. So when we broke up, I felt incomplete and I felt lost and I didn't know where to go anymore. And I think that's how I felt you know, for the last two years where we've been trying to work it out. And something that I'm starting to learn now is that if I was to build that relationship with myself, if I am to, you know, take myself out on dates and be content in my own company and love my own time and do things for myself and live my own life, then I'm always going to have that stable ground. You know, people can come and go out of it. I can lose things, I can lose opportunities, I can lose people. But as long as I have that relationship with myself, all of those people that come in and out will not affect that, will not ever make me feel incomplete again. So, really taking it back to the last lesson of like doing things for you, taking yourself out on dates, you know, taking yourself for a massage, buying yourself flowers, like not having anything where you rely on anyone else. Right. And then that way you always have that relationship with yourself and nothing can waver that. Right. You, it's like so different, you know, if you have a relationship with someone else, that person can leave. You can be without that person. Um, you know, you can lose that, that feeling of wholeness, but if you have that wholeness within yourself, you will never be at that loss. You'll never be at that feeling of incomplete. So that is a really, really important one. Okay, sorry. Just had to get a drink of water. Really underestimated um, how I haven't really spoken a lot in the last kind of few days. Um, And the spicy cough has really affected um, my throat. (laughs) Okay, lesson number eight. I fucking love this one. It's so funny. And whenever I say this to someone, people, like half of the people I say it to are like, oh my God, you idiot. And the other half are like, what? (laughs) But last year I learned, so you know, when you go and fill up your car and like you go to fill it up with petrol and you're at the pump and you put the nozzle in and it like hasn't reset for 25 years of my life. Well, I mean, I started driving at what, 16, so Nine years, I thought that if it wasn't resetting on the pump, you had to, like, jiggle it in and, like, find the right kind of, like, it had to be sitting in the right place in, in, like, your tank. So if it wasn't resetting on the pump, I would, like, jiggle it around, like, move it around until it, like, got to the right thing and then it would reset. That's how I thought the pump reset but it is actually that the person behind the counter has to push a button <laughs> so if you get to a pump and it hasn't reset yet the person just hasn't pushed a button to reset it so standing there jiggling it around in your in your tank is not going to do anything unless the person sees you and resets it <laughs> i just think it's so funny funniest thing ever that i thought that it was just like you know conveniently when i like jiggled it around a little bit it always started working (laughs) so yes now when you pull up to the petrol tank and you put the nozzle in and it's not going like it's not kind of resetting and it's not filling um just like give it a second (laughs) and the person will reset it for you (laughs) oh god that's so funny (laughs) <laughs> all right, number 9. This is also a huge one and very relevant in my life right now, but number 9 is you can't teach someone something when they're not willing to learn or you know, you can't change something without being willing to change it. So, it goes both ways. If you are trying to, you know, if you see someone and you're trying to instill a lesson on them, it's all well and good to do that, but unless they are willing to learn, There's no point. You can't force someone to learn something or change something about themselves that they're not willing to change or learn themselves. And I wish I learned this lesson two years ago, but it goes for everything. If there's something that you want to change about yourself, you know, if you want to like lose weight or um, have clearer skin or you want to become fitter or, you know, there's something you want to change. It's all well and good to say that you need to change something, but if you're not willing to change it, if you're not willing to put in the hard yards to actually change it, there is no point. So if you find yourself, you know, saying that you should change something, and nothing changing make sure that you are actually really implementing and really willing to learn or change that thing and then on the opposite side if there's someone in your life that you know you're trying to change or you're trying to teach little lessons you're trying to kind of give you know advice to just know that you can you can you can <laughs> teach them until the cows come home you can give them the right tools. You can tell them what to do forever and ever and ever until you go blue in the face, but nothing is going to change unless they are willing to change it. So if they're not, don't waste your time. (laughs) Number 10, I did an episode on this recently, but number 10 is you don't have to wake up at 4 a.m., to be successful or do any of those things that, you know, you listen to the world's biggest entrepreneurs say that they do get up at 4am and meditate for 12 hours and all those ridiculous things. It falls back into living your life authentically. So if you want to wake up at 4am and go to the gym and meditate and do things like that, go for it. If that's who you authentically want to be, you do that. But if waking up at 4am, if meditating for 10 hours, if going to the gym, even if doing all those things just isn't what you want to do and it's painful for you and it's you don't look forward to doing it and it's not you authentically, it's not going to get you anywhere. You're going to end up resenting your life. The best success that you are going to have in your business, in your life, in your relationships, everything is being the most authentic version of yourself, doing what that authentic version of you wants to do, whether that is, you know, for me lately in this cycle right now, I mean, I've been sick, so I've given myself a little bit of slack. Um, I have had coronavirus. (laughs) That's something I've had to keep reminding myself for the last week, like, When I was like, seriously, on my deathbed the other day, I was like, oh my God, I need to like get up and do some work. And I was like, Emily, you have a, like, there is a global pandemic going on and you have the illness, (laughs) like you have the virus, give yourself a day. Like, yeah, anyway. So what I was saying is in this cycle right now, you know, I'm still kind of recovering. um, And at the moment, I find comfort, you know, I'm, I'm recovering from a virus and I'm also in a state of like, I'm, I'm feeling really angry right now and I'm feeling really emotionally charged right now and I need something, I need to distract myself. So at the moment I'm laying in bed on TikTok and falling asleep when like at like 11, 11 because I'm watching TikTok. Now, usually I would be like, no, I'm going to read a book. I'm going to go to bed early and I'll wake up. But right now, because I just need to cut myself some slack, I am laying in bed on TikTok, keeping my mind distracted, and I don't have an alarm. I'm waking up when I want to wake up. I'm you know, getting up, having a shower, looking nice, and then starting my day. So do what you want to do. Do what you feel called to do every day. You don't have to stick to a routine of 4 a.m. wake up to be successful. I promise you that. Number 11, lesson number 11, not everyone is going to like you and that is okay. This kind of ties into the next lesson as well, but this is something that I have always struggled with. I have always been someone who, if I get any sense that someone doesn't like me, I will freak out. If I ever get any idea that someone's saying anything bad behind my back, I think it's, I can link it back to the trauma of my high school friends who, you know, were best friends that bullied me. (laughs) So if I get the sense that some, someone is talking bad behind my back, I will go into freak out mode. Like I like just hate the idea of people not liking me. And it's something that I'm really learning to get past. Like it's still, it still upsets me. Um, I'm still learning this lesson but it is physically impossible based on the law of duality and so many other universal laws that every single person in the world is going to like you. And it's about learning that if people don't like you, that's okay. Let them go. They are not part of your authentic life. They are not aligned to you and you're not going to get any further with keeping them around. There is no benefit to you to keeping them around. And it goes for hate comments on TikTok as well, like getting hate comments on my videos or or if you ever, you know, get hate comments on your Instagram posts or your TikToks or, you know, someone has something to say about your business. You can link it to so many things, right? Not everyone is going to like you. It's the law of duality. Um, and also the thing about, you know, if they have something to say, it's something going on internally with them. So it's really having that understanding of Not everyone's going to like you because it's not possible for you and your personality to align to every single person in the world and also not everyone is going to like you because a lot of people have a lot of internal healing to do and when they're not healed, when they have trauma and when they have issues going on inside them, they're going to project and they're going to project that and use that to not like people. So it's important to understand that not everyone is going to like you. And that is okay. Which also leads into lesson number 12. A huge lesson that I learned in 2021 is the law of duality and how understanding that everything in the universe has an equal and balanced opposite. And being able to honor that and understand that actually means that you can control what happens to you. And understand what happens to you and have a better mindset of what happens to you. And it actually puts you on a higher vibration. Now I've done an episode on the law of duality before, um, and it will be in the course that is coming up. So I will, you know, there is lots to understand about the law of duality. Lots more that I can include in just one of the short lessons of this episode, but basically to understand it is really allowing you to understand that, you know, okay, something bad is happening to you but also something good is going to happen to you and something good is going to happen to you, okay, so what is the kind of negative perceived concept of what what is happening to you? And when you understand the law of duality, when you understand that there is an equal and balanced opposite to everything that happens and everything in the in world and everything in nature, then you can actually be able to control, you know, if something good happens to you, acknowledging what might be negative about that can actually control that that is the negative that happens. Whereas if something good happens to you and you only focus on the positive and you're only focusing on the good things, the universe is going to give you a negative anyway, but it might be something that you have, you haven't controlled, right? So, understanding that everything has an equal and balanced opposite and being able to honour that means that you can actually really have a very high vibrational mindset. Now, before I get into the next kind of half of the lessons, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, which is Lash Rescue. I have been using Lash Rescue for probably about six months now, kind of on and off. I'm very inconsistent, so it's bad. But I've been consistent lately, and if you guys have seen this brand and the packaging, the packaging is enough to just buy it. It's beautiful. The owner, Lucy, is just a gorgeous human being. The Lash Rescue Eye Lash Serum is the one that I use, and I also use the Growth Mascara. Um, And if you guys – I've had heaps of messages on my Instagram stories – just saying how long my natural lashes are (laughs) and that is just from the serum and the growth moisturizer and lash rescue have just released their new gift packs which includes different kind of combinations of the products so they've got one with like the serum and the brow duo one with the serum brow and mascara there's heaps of beautiful packs there that you can choose from so With the new launch of the new packs, every order in January goes in the draw to win $1,000, which is awesome because you get a great product and the opportunity to win $1,000. And we are also offering, myself and Lash Rescue are also offering a Lash Serum and Brow Duo to one lucky listener. So if you are keen to try out the products, make sure you share this episode to your story on Instagram or you can, I don't know, chuck it up on TikTok. I don't mind. But chuck it up, share it with your friends and tag both myself at YourPowerPod and Lush Rescue at Lush Rescue, and you will go in the running to win a gift pack for yourself. All right, which one am I up to? Lesson 13, SPF is the single most important step in your skincare regime. If you don't know this, now you know. Please wear SPF. (laughs) I'm actually in the middle of studying a course right now with the Melanoma Institute and, you know, I've always been a sunscreen wearer. Not always, that's a lot. Since I've been educated, (laughs) I've been a sunscreen wearer. And I wear SPF on my face. I reapply every two hours, which is what you should be doing. Um, But it's just there is nothing that will age you like the sun. So if you don't care about, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't care about skin cancer, which I don't know why anyone would say that. Um, But if that's not your reason for wearing SPF, then the aging properties should be. (laughs) I feel like I'm now doing (laughs) I forgot I was back into the content for a second. It felt like I was doing another ad <laughs> for SPF. But please wear SPF. My God, I'm just begging you. And reapply every two hours. Lesson number 14, what you surround yourself with will influence you without even knowing it or whether you know it or not. Um, it's a known fact that your reticular activating system in your brain is going to pick up what surrounds you, what opinions, what ideas whatever is su- you are surrounded by and it's going to mark them as important and factual so it's really important that the content that you consume the people that you surround yourself with the opinions that you listen to the ideas that you surround yourself with are actually in line with who you want to be because Without even knowing it, it is really easily, really easy to be influenced by what you are hearing. And this is huge with things like, you know, anti-vaxxers. You'll usually find that people who are anti-vaxxers are all from a very similar community. This was a huge thing, a huge learning for me because, you know, in my last job, I was surrounded by people with very very different opinions and beliefs to what I had and I noticed myself starting to be influenced by the way that they thought and the values that they held and I think it was you know I've mentioned a lot of times that the reason I left was because a lot of the values that they held stopped aligning with me and I actually, you know, was was strong enough to be able to identify that and walk away and make sure that I wasn't being influenced by those values and beliefs. So it's so important to acknowledge what your values are, what your beliefs are, what you stand for and understand kind of the difference. That's why it's so important to, to identify what your values are and identify what you stand for and what you believe in. Because then you kind of have that solid ground to go back to. Does that make sense? It, 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 you have those ideas. If you don't have solid beliefs, if you don't have solid values, if you haven't said to yourself, this is who I am, this is what I believe in, these are my values, then it's even more kind of easy to be influenced by what's around you. All right. Number 15. This is a hard one to grasp. If something doesn't work out the way that you planned, there is always something better coming your way. This goes for everything. And it's why I say, you know, when you are asking the universe for something, when you are trying to manifest something, always kind of leave room for better. Because if you're trying to manifest something that the universe doesn't see right for you, it's always going to give you something better. It's not going to leave you high and dry. You just have to trust the universe, trust the process, trust that something better is coming along. If if you have an idea in your head about what the way something is going to go and that's how you want it, if it doesn't work out that way, it is purely because something better is on the way and it, it couldn't have worked out because if it did, this thing wouldn't happen. So if you find something that, you know, something doesn't work out for you, something doesn't go the way that you planned, just know that it's because something better is coming. It might come in the next day. It might come in the next year, but when it comes, you're going to look back and you're going to realize that that didn't work out because if it did, then you wouldn't have gotten this other thing. Lesson number 16. (laughs) I actually like reminded myself of this lesson whilst I was writing this list (laughs) because (laughs) the lesson is write things down as soon as you think of them, (laughs) which is one of my biggest flaws. (laughs) So I come up with some of my greatest ideas in the shower while I'm driving, basically at any opportunity where kind of like I'm not distracted by things or like, you know, I I actually give myself time to think. And I don't have – a piece of paper or my phone in the shower and I can't when I'm driving so I always find myself thinking of the most wonderful ideas and then they leave my brain for good <laughs> and I always just just never go through with it because I forget it even with this list like I would think of something I'd be like yeah yeah that's a good one I'll put it on the list and then I'd go to like write this list and I'd be like fuck what was that thing that I thought of <laughs> so lesson number 16 Write things down as soon as you think of them. I actually genuinely, at the moment, have started. Like, if I think of, I'll put my phone next to the shower. And if I think of something, I will pop my head out of the shower and voice memo my phone. <laughs> like, I, this is something that I need to just remember to keep doing because I have my best ideas when I can't write them down. So I need to figure out how to do that. But then also, I also have ideas when I am just too lazy to write it down. So write things down as soon as you think of them. <laughs> Number 17, you are not programmed to anything. You are not stuck being a certain way. You can rewire your entire being to be anything that you want to be. And that is based on neuroplasticity. My favorite topic in the whole world, neuroscience and neuroplasticity. There are so many people who, you know, lose their lives to being a victim of who they think they are right? Let's say you're raised in really tough circumstances. You're raised to be a certain way. You're raised, you know, in a way that doesn't suit you as an adult. But so many people just think that because you were raised that way, you were born that way, you're set that way and you can't change. And that's very, very wrong. You actually – scientifically, your brain has neuroplasticity. You can rewire and reshape your brain and your being to be whoever you want to be. And that kind of goes back as well to if you want to change something, you can change it. There is no excuse for you, you know, you say you want to change something and it just doesn't, you just can't change. It means that you just genuinely don't want to change, right? So you can have total faith in the fact that if there is something that you want to change about yourself or your life, you can do that if you put in the work. You can do that if you want to do that. Anyone can rewire their brain if they put the work in. So on the opposite side, if someone tells you that they want to change and they don't, they're just simply not putting the work in. They are simply not committed to genuinely reprogramming and rewiring who they are. Number 18, this kind of ties into the last one, but number 18 is changing something about yourself starts from within. It starts with your identity and who you are internally rather than externally. I did an episode on this not long ago and it was, um, I think it's how to change anything about yourself and make it stick or something like that. And basically it talks about the hierarchy of change. And what that hierarchy is, it it actually shows that a lot of people, when they want to change something about themselves or their life, the first thing that they'll do is change external circumstances, right? So, for example, let's say a New Year's resolution is that you want to be healthier and more fit. The first thing people do is clear out the fridge, buy healthy food, go to the gym, change all of those things externally when what they really need to be doing is actually working on changing their identity, changing your identity to be a fit person, changing who you are and what you're doing and how you're showing up to your day as a fit person. Same thing as my skin. Like I always give this example. I struggled with my skin for so, so, so long. and the reason that it would just never change for me was because all I was doing was using products and using treatments and doing things to my skin while saying, I have, I have such bad skin. I have problematic skin. I have bad skin. So I, my identity was still somebody with bad skin. Even though I was putting all of these products on my face, trying to fix it, My identity and who I was telling, who I was being was someone with bad skin. As soon as I shifted, as soon as I showed up mentally as someone who has clear skin and I I embodied that confidence and I embodied the feeling of having healthy, clear skin and understand how that feels, that's when my skin started to change. That's when my skin started to clear up because I changed my identity first. I changed within before I worried about, you know, the products I was putting on my face. So, if there's anything that you want to change about yourself, you need to start understanding what you are telling yourself internally. If you say that you want to be a six-figure business owner and you're showing up to your business every single day and doing all the right things, but internally You still kind of talk to yourself as if you're a failure or you'll never make it, or you have these beliefs that really contradict being a six figure business owner. You're never gonna be a six figure business owner because your identity is far more crucial in who you are than your external environment. So, changing something about yourself starts from within. Number 19, there are no such things as negative emotions. All emotions are essential to feel. So whilst we use the word kind of negative emotions to describe things like sadness or anger, those are usually perceived as like the negative emotions, the bad emotions, right? But all you need to feel all emotions, you need to understand that it comes back to the law of duality. Being able to feel all emotions will allow you to be on a high vibration. It will allow you to be able to identify your feelings, identify your emotions, being able to push across every emotion that you feel is so crucial in your personal development. And that is a huge thing I have learned last year because I am someone who blocks off all of my negative emotions, right? I just – if I feel like I'm going to cry, I will distract myself. If I feel angry, I will distract myself instead of feeling angry. And all of that kind of relates back to this this trauma that I've kind of experienced previously where if I was to say that I was upset about something, my head would get bitten off or I wasn't allowed to feel that or it would turn to abandonment, right? Right? So I kind of blocked off all of my quote negative emotions, and little did I know that whilst I was doing that, you kind of think about it like there's two ways you can think about it. One one is the du- law of duality. It's the if you guys have listened to the episode on the positivity that I did, it's thinking about that uh, roller coaster. So if you're on the roller coaster of emotions and all you're feeling is Positive, 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 and you're going up and up and up and up and up and up and up. Eventually you have to come back down. The higher the the up, the more you go up, the harder, faster, and more fucking terrifying will be the come down, right? The more you kind of push yourself to be up and up and up and up and up, the harder that fall down is gonna be. So that's one way to think of it. Another way to think of it is the classic like bottle analogy, right? So if I'm putting all of my negative emotions away into a bottle, eventually that bottle is going to fill up and it's going to explode. So instead of actually acknowledging those quote negative emotions as they come up, letting that sadness come out, letting that, you know, annoyance come out, letting that, those little emotions come out as they come up, If you don't and you hold them all and you're going up and you're going up and you're filling that bottle, eventually it's going to be one big negative emotion. (laughs) It's going to be one big explosion. It's going to be one horrible feeling, right? It's going to all come out at once. So that's why it's so important to feel them along the way so that you don't have that explosion, so that you don't have that thing. If you're spending three days being positive and focusing on the good and not worrying about the negatives, you're going to have three days focusing on only negatives. You're going to have three days in bed. You're going to have three days feeling horrible. So if you're feeling every emotion along the way, you are on a high vibration. You are on that tiny little beautiful, pleasant roller coaster that just goes up and down and up and down and up and down and gets you safely to the end of the track without any major inconveniences. (laughs) So don't ever see those kind of emotions as negative and that you should block them. All emotions are essential to feel to remain on a higher vibration. Lesson number 20. Having a dog is the best thing ever, (laughs) like legitimately. It's just like I couldn't even imagine going through the year that I have just gone through without this damn sausage by my side. (laughs) He does my head in, yes. He's very cheeky, yes. But, oh, my God, at the end of the day when he just comes up and cuddles up to me and i'm just his everything like it's just the best thing ever so my one of my biggest lessons for last year was getting a dog was the best idea i have ever made in my entire life i do not know what i would have done with everything that i went through last year if he was not by my side and that is a fact i never thought i would be that person <laughs> with that do- with their dog <laughs> but i am <laughs> okay lesson number 22 you will achieve your goals if you set them based on your strengths rather than your weaknesses. This is one I was reminded of when I was putting together my New Year's resolutions. And it's it's so important that, you know, when you are setting goals for your business, for your personal life, for anything, that you actually set your goals based on your strengths. When you set your goals based on your strengths, your attacking them with a confidence that you know that you're good at it and you like it and it's fun for you. And because they're a strength of yours, you're likely going to achieve it, right? Whereas if you set your goals based on your weaknesses and things that you need to do better, you're already kind of coming from the back foot. You're already coming from the defense. So when it comes to, you know, your business or your personal life, rather than saying things like, what's a good example of this? Okay. Let's say that you want to get more Instagram followers, right? Let's say that's, that's something you want to do. And your strength is that you take great photos, right? But you, your weakness is talking on stories. You've always been told that to grow your Instagram, you need to talk on your stories and you need to show your face, but you hate it and you dread it and you just don't want to do it, but you're good at taking photos, So based on that kind of idea, you would set your goals and your targets for growing your Instagram based on, you know, maybe you can set a goal of taking 25 photos a week or you can set a goal of going to five different locations for new photos, right? Focus on the things that you're good at and do them even better rather than focusing on the things that you're not so good at And getting down on yourself because you're not good at them. I hope that makes sense. So every day I show up doing things that I love doing and doing things that I know I'm good at. And if it's something that I know I'm not good at or don't want to do, I will either outsource it, (laughs) pay someone else to do it, or I will find a way to achieve that in a way that I'm good at. So take a look at the goals you set yourself and have a look and see if it's actually based on your strengths rather than your weaknesses. This isn't another lesson, but it's along the lines of this as well, um, which I think is really important to mention. When you set your goals, set goals based on the process as well. This is a huge one. Set goals based on the fun you're going to have with the process, not the end result. So I don't want to see any more people setting the goal, and I'm guilty of this as well, setting the goal of I'm going to make $10,000 this month like fuck great. What are you going to do? Is is it going to come magically? No. I want you to set goals that is going to get you there. So if you want to have a $10,000 month, you're going to do four Instagram lives. You're going to post a photo every single day. You're going to launch a new product, right? Set goals for the process, not on the end result. So there you go. There's a, another little lesson inside that lesson. <laughs> All right, lesson number 22, which I think is the biggest lesson every person listening to this, every person in Australia, probably the world, has learnt in the last year, if not 18 months, and that is how to adapt. Everyone has learnt how to adapt, whether that is changing your business around to suit the lockdowns, you know. I had a service-based business. We went into lockdown. I launched a product line. Whether that is adapting you in your relationship, you know, if if something comes up and it's not working, do it a different way. Again, in lockdown, it's we couldn't go on date nights. We all of a sudden had to spend all of this time together. How are we going to adapt and make this work for us? Okay, well, we'll have cute date nights at home and, you know, maybe – we'll go on separate walks just to have our own alone time, right? We all learned how to adapt in the last 18 months and I think it is a huge lesson to take into the rest of our lives. It's something that we've learned to do so so well and we're going to it's a lesson that we're going to be able to to take into forever, you know? Things are always going to come even before coronavirus things came up. Things are always going to come up, things are always going to a need to adapt to. And it's so important to know how to do that and not being in a slump, not being in, oh my God, this is happening. It's about, okay, this has happened. What are we going to do about it? So biggest lesson for everybody is learning to adapt. I wanted to mention a few um, people that gave me their – I did a little, like, post out on my stories and on the closed Facebook group for Your Power Podcast, which come and join if you aren't in it already. Um, And I just asked all of you guys – what your biggest lessons were in the last year in 2021. So I wanted to share with you what some people said. Emily from Emily J Beauty said her biggest lesson was to stop doubting herself, which is huge. That is such a good lesson. And that is also a lesson that I have learned. Leah from Siren Beauty learned how to set and stick to her boundaries. Love this one. Flick from Lash and Brow Collective learned to push past her boundaries (laughs) and that being out of your comfort zone can be the best feeling. So two different boundaries we're talking about there. One from Leah. I I think Leah's kind of talking about how she learned and set, learned how to set and stick to her boundaries kind of business-wise, right? Which is a great lesson. It is, you know, learning that you need to set your boundaries. You need to set the expectation of respect for yourself. And sticking to that is the utmost respect for yourself. So that's what I take that as. And then Flicks, learning how to push past her boundaries and being out of your comfort zone is the best feeling. That is like your internal boundaries, the boundaries that you kind of set yourself, that your ego sets, um, you know, things that you're used to and pushing out of your comfort zone. So that's a really good one. Penny from Lulu Lash and Brows learnt how to focus on balance just like nature does, which takes us back to the law of duality. Brenda from Blossom and Glow learnt to adapt. There we go. (laughs) And Brianna from Born to Be Worthy learnt to put herself first. Always. Yes, Queen. Putting yourself first, building that relationship with yourself first. Oh my God. It's just so good. We all have learnt, been through, (laughs) experienced so much in the last 12 months. And I think a really, really good exercise for you guys is to actually sit down and write your own list, write your own list of things that you learnt and really credit yourself for the things that you kind of have been through the last 12 months and the things while we kind of look back at the last 12 months, and like, oh my God, what a fucking shit show. It, (laughs) it's, again, the law of duality, where we can take the positives. We can take the positives of things that we've learned from everything that happened. You know, everything that happens is something that we can learn from. So definitely sit down, figure out, um, maybe you can do this when you take yourself on a date. Yes. (laughs) Take yourself out for lunch and a margarita and write down your lessons from the last year, what you have learned, what you're going to give yourself credit for, just go for it and and just understand how fucking awesome you are for getting through the last year and still coming out and still firing for 2022. I hope you all loved this episode. I'm so excited for what this podcast and your power is going to bring in 2022. I have a really exciting announcement about some – free training coming in a few weeks i'm super excited so i will definitely let you guys know of the details when i have finalized them so definitely keep an eye out for that i'm so excited but otherwise have a wonderful week ahead and i will talk to you next week i love you all bye